So a pretty big guest today. Yeah. 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 I think that there will be a lot of interest in this interview. Yeah. I'm always, uh, ever since I got into journalism, I've been fascinated by the office of sheriff. Um, knew little, very little about it and law enforcement in general going in, but my very first job as a reporter in Greenville, Texas was covering, um, county government and law enforcement. And, uh, those are the cross section of what a sheriff does. Um, and in Texas, uh, there's, there's, it's a little different than, um, than North Carolina, but in Texas, sheriff is a very, very important position, but, uh, probably the most important position is the County judge. And uh, a county judge carries a lot of sway in Texas, and we had a very uh, we had a very um, uh, very Texan county judge in the in the county I worked in. He wore the ten not the ten gallon hat, but he wore a cowboy hat. <laughs> ten gallon hat would have been funny, but he wore a cowboy hat. He wore boots. Um, probably had spurs on. I don't remember, but he was he was just one of those. Uh, you know, Sam Elliott types, I guess. And, um, and I was just fascinated by, by local government. And then when I met the sheriff, who was also um, a character and uh, kind of a larger than life figure, I was, uh, um, I was just, like I said, fascinated by it. And then fast forward to Louisiana, um, I covered one of the most fascinating sheriff races that I think, um, I'll ever see. And, uh, um, one that I think, um, would make a hell of a book if I ever got around to writing it. But, uh, so all that to say, uh, Tracy Carter started a year before I got to Sanford and, uh, he's always been great to us at the, at the Herald and, um, and when we were doing a radio show. So it was good to talk to him. If, if this was the last time in a professional sense, then, uh, I think it went well. Yeah, and um, you mentioned being fascinated by the office, and we didn't even get into this with him, but um, Sheriff Carter actually has a lot of knowledge about the history of the office of sheriff, and I think it's something that he was very interested in. So without any further ado, our guest this week will join us. So our guest this week is uh, Sheriff Tracy Carter, who had a big announcement last month at the very beginning of the year. Um, and I guess everybody who reads the rant and people who've seen it on Facebook and seen it in the Sanford Herald knows by now. But um, why don't you tell us about your announcement and um, what led up to it? Well, you know, of course, I didn't talk about this um, when I first became sheriff. But if you talk to people that are that are close to me, um, when I first became sheriff, they'll tell you that, that I talked about not staying, um, too long. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I thought, you know, if, if I could, if I could get, if I'd be, if I would be fortunate enough to get three terms, I might do one more. And, you know, and I, I just, I mean, a, a part of me 
and I guess it sounds like I believe in term limits, which I do. Um, but you know, I just I just think four terms is long enough for anybody to be in this in this seat. Um, you know, the the sheriff's office, the sheriff's position is is totally different, of course, than other uh, political offices in every you know um, every like commissioners and and aldermen and mayors and all that. It, it's all different, but you know. Four terms is, is a long time to be sheriff in the stand time. And I just, you know, I, I, I have uh, been very blessed um, with the good staff and a good relationship with my citizens and the commissioners and the county manager. We've been able to accomplish a lot. And I feel like <clears throat> for the most part that I've, you know, I, I've accomplished what I set out to do. And, and now I just feel like it's time to step aside and let somebody else step up. We'll talk about that a little bit. You mentioned you feel like you've accomplished what you set out to do. What are some of those things that you set out to do and, and what are some of the things that you're most proud of, of, of accomplishing? Well, one of the things that, that I initially ran on and it's still, it's been a big part of my office is drug enforcement. You know, we've been able to do a lot with that over the years. And, and I think that, you know, even though we're, you know, we're still battling that now, I think that, that we've made, we've helped make Lincoln County better and safer because we've, been aggressive in that area um and you know we we work hard to improve every division within the, the sheriff's office there's even some divisions that we um that we didn't have when i first took office that we have now like animal control um we have uh you know sros in every school which was a, a big a big thing that, that's been a, a huge help to the schools but also to the community because you know when they're not in session they they're out working in the county and doing other things. So, um, you know, that's been a, a big help. And, you know, we've hired investigations uh, division. We've, we've made a lot of um, improvements there. And, you know, we've increased our crime solvability rate. Um, but, I, you know, I think the one of the, the main things that we've, we've done is we've built a good relationship with the people we serve. Um, you know, that's, if I had to put, if I had to put, and say, if I had to say what's one of the things I'm most proud of, it's probably that. It's the, it's the relationship we have with the community because you need that. Um, you know, I think law enforcement has always needed that, but especially in the times we're living in now, you know, you need to, you need to have that uh, positive connection with, with your citizens. And, um, you know, Lee County is a, is a, a great county. Uh, people here are really good. They've been good to us. And um, but that, I guess that's probably the main thing is 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 that relationship that we build with people. I know Lee County's grown considerably since uh, since you started. I don't know way back in what was it 2008? 2000, 2006. 2006. Yeah, it was right before I got here. Um, I got here in 2007. Uh, uh, we've written a lot about the growth here. Um, and just in the, in the last few years, how has, uh, the changing landscape of Lee County made it, uh, made your job and the job of uh, a deputy, uh, more challenging, or I guess what's the biggest difference between now and, and when you started back in 2006? Well, I think our economy's better now. Um, you know, and economic development's better than it was back then. And, you know, that I have seen how the, that having a good strong economy actually it, it, it makes crime go down um 
And I've seen that here. I mean, people are just, people are, are they, they get along better. They're happier when, when things are going well for them financially. And, and, uh, and I think that whenever the economy goes down and, and you have more people unemployed, then that, that, that causes, a lot of times causes crime to go up. So um, I think Lee County is in, a, is in a lot better shape now, in my opinion, than we were back then. You know, we've grown and, and uh, I think Lee County's in good shape. What about uh, just law enforcement in general? I know it's been a challenging few years to be a, a police officer or a deputy or, or in any form of law enforcement. And nationwide, there, there's, you know, there's good reason for that. Uh, I know um, in Lee County, uh, we've, <laughs> under, your, under your term, we've managed to, uh, you know, avoid, I guess, you know, um, controversy like that, but I still can imagine that it's pretty challenging being a law enforcement official these days. And and uh, can you talk about that and some of uh, what you've put in place over the last few years to to uh, kind of mitigate that? Well, it, it's definitely changed. Um, you know, to, I mean, ten years ago, you and I'm speaking, you know, from my myself, and I know other officers feel the same way. You know, if you had if you had a use of force situation and you were in the right, then well, you you know you you uh, you just did your job and, and you know you, you you know you don't want to go overboard, but if you needed to use force, then you do it um, without really worrying about a lot of. I mean, you're going to be investigated; it's going to be looked at. But now it's it, with social media and with people video you know video cameras and you know you don't always capture all the you know the whole situation when that happens and it's it's brought on a whole different um another how do i say it another another layer of stress um you you have to worry a lot more now i mean you can be right and still be wrong um and so it, it has brought on a lot more stress for officers in the field i mean you know i think that there's probably not here, but there's probably been situations across the nation where officers got hurt, maybe even killed because they've hesitated um, because of, of the things that's occurred and, and the national attention and the negativity towards law enforcement. Is there, uh, but is there positives to this extra oversight though? It, I mean, uh, yeah, we, we have, um, we just upgraded our body cameras um, and that's been a, a, you know, I'm, I'm, I support that. Um, tremendously because it protects the officer, it protects the public. Um, there's there's situations that our officers run into that because people know we have body cameras, their attitude changes, um, and it, for the better. But it, it's you know I'm I'm all for that. Um, and you know and again going back to what I was talking about, having that good relationship with the people you serve, um, you know, treat people fairly. And and um, you know just providing good law enforcement and then and again getting to know the folks you service has has helped us here a lot. Um, I think it's helped us with civil unrest and and you know I, you know, I think those those two things are definitely um, you know it's definitely made things better for us. You mentioned um, we talked a little bit about the things that you've accomplished and what you've wanted to accomplish. What what were some of the most challenging issues to address? What were the the, the the difficult things in that regard? 
Well, you mean um, you mean difficult things that I've dealt with, had to deal with in general, or not? Not maybe a specific situation, but um, just in terms of leading the department and and making the changes that you thought were necessary. What what were the biggest challenges you guys had to address? When when um, I first took office, we were at least ten years behind, probably long, probably more so than that, as far as manpower and, and uh, equipment, technology, and so the first, you know, the first couple of terms were challenging getting, you know, trying to get the commissioners to to support our needs here, and I, I'll tell you, <laughs> he may get on to me for this, but I'll tell you this, uh, Robert Reeves, who has been a commissioner for a long time, and and he's a he's a good friend of mine, and he he um he called me when I was preparing my first budget, and he said, um, "Well, I understand you want to be a little upset if you don't get what you want." And I said, "Well, you know, I, I, I probably am, Robert." He said, "Well, listen," he said, "You know, if you'll work with us, we'll work with you." He said, "You're not going to get everything you're asking for, but you'll get you'll get a good." a good part of it because I, I want to see you advance and, and I believe in public safety, something along those lines. And so I've always, with my relationship with the commission, tried to go at it, you know, that way and, and you know, be upfront with them about what I need. I know the first, the first year I was in office, I asked for five additional positions and I got three. And so that was, you know, that, that was a huge accomplishment, but, but probably just getting the support, um, you know, that, that was challenging, you know, making, trying to make the commissioners understand the needs that we have here. And, and they've been very supportive over the years, um, even though it's, you know, it was challenging, especially at the beginning, because we were doing things here that had never been done before. Um, so, you know, like just like we, you know, we started our own drug division when we when I first took office and the sheriff's office didn't have that before. So it was, you know, we were plowing the new territory. But, um you know, I've I've had a good working relationship with the commissioners over the years, and we've been able to accomplish a lot. You know, we've added about thirty positions um, to the sheriff's office over the years, and and they were needed. Um, so, you know, we've we've um, I think accomplished some really good things. You mentioned uh, you mentioned how. Um uh, you mentioned earlier that uh, being a sheriff is a uh, is a unique position because there's on one hand and uh, the heavier hand there's the law enforcement aspect, but then there's also the political aspect that you have to um, that you have to kind of um, navigate those waters too. Uh, how difficult is that to to try to be a um, you know, an unbiased law enforcement official, but still have to deal with the political side, you know, every year or every time an election season comes up or, or um, when, like you said, when dealing with commissioners, how difficult is it uh, to balance the politics with the law enforcement? It can be very challenging. Um, you know, many years ago, a sheriff had to be a good politician. Um, and that was the main thing. But now you have to provide good law enforcement. That's what people want. And, you know, I can remember um, in a couple of the races that I've had in my time as sheriff thinking, you know, how stressful it was having to deal with, you know, murder investigations and, and drug enforcement and, you know, issues at the office. And then you're, you're having to run a campaign as well. 
you know, and you're juggling both of those. So it can be very challenging. Um, but I think that, I think what people want the most is, is good professional law enforcement. That's, that's what they expect out of a sheriff now. Um, but do, you, you do, have- do you think, uh, like a police chief, do you think a sheriff should be a, like an appointed position or do you see value in, in going through the, uh, the election process? I, I think a sheriff should be elected by the people. Um, you know, a, a police department, a police chief, that's, that's a different, you know, it's, it's alike in some ways, but it, it is different. But, you know, a sheriff is, um, I, I, I don't think it needs, I don't think it should be appointed. I think, it, I think it should, that a sheriff should be elected by the people. You have a lot of authority as, as sheriff. And, um, and, you know, it, I just think that, that you need to be elected by the people. And, um, and there's, there's things I like about it. There's things that, that you know, have, like having to run a race and you're doing all these other things. I mean, it, it, you know, um, that, you know, that could be negative sometimes, but, but I, I do, I do believe that the officer sheriff should be in elected position. You, um, you mentioned when you announced that, uh, you wouldn't be seeking a fifth term that, um, there's somebody from your office that, that you'll be supporting. And, um, there have been two Republican candidates now who have announced one of them is from your office. That's, um, Captain Brian Estes. Another one is a former deputy, uh, named, uh, Tim Smith. Do you have any intent on being involved in the election or is your preferred candidate, is your support going to be quiet or what is, what does 2022 look like for you? Well, I think that, um, I think it's going to be an interesting year. Um, and I think that, uh, it'll be a good sheriff's race and, and I think it'll be good for the County to, to, you know, to have a, you know, contested sheriff's race. You know, I'm supporting Brian Estes. Um, I've already let folks know that I am supporting him. Um, I don't have anything bad to say about anyone, you know, else that might be thinking about running or running or whatever. Um, but I am going to support, I am supporting and I'm going to support Brian. Brian's going to have to do the work, you know, he's going to have to, uh, and he knows that, um, you know, so I'm not going to be running his campaign or, or anything like that by no means, but I will be supporting Brian. What, um, what do you hope to see happen at the sheriff's office after you're gone? Um, whether it's under, um, Brian or another sheriff, what, what do you see as progress for the Lee County Sheriff's office? Well, you, you have to, you, you always have to think and try to stay ahead of things with technology, with training, with um, personnel. Um, you know, and I, I just hope that Brian will build, will build on what we've, what we've produced and will continue to move, move the office forward in all areas, especially training um, and, and recruiting the right kind of people and, making sure they have the proper training and, and setting the example. You know, I've, I've always um, tried to instill in my staff that you, you know, you treat people the way you want to be treated. Um, you know, be nice to people. You know, we're here, we're here as peacekeepers. We're not here to stir up trouble. I mean, yes, we have to enforce and we take people to jail and all that stuff, but we're here to provide a good service. We're, we're, we're servants of the people. We're here to serve this community and help people. And, um, and I, you know, I would hope that, that he would continue to, 
you know, to push that and, and just to move things forward and, um, and, and continuously trying to make things better. When you become stagnant, it's when you need to leave. And I'm not stagnant yet, but <laughs> I just didn't, I don't, I didn't want to, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be like that and be burned out. I want to leave when things are going well. And I, I think things are, what you know, going well here and, and um, you know, and like I said, four terms is, is long enough for anybody to be in this position. So, yeah, you're still going to be, um, I guess, whatever your definition of young is, but you're going to be fairly young when uh, when it's all over. What's, uh, what are your post-sheriff plans? Well, you know, I'm retiring from law enforcement. Um, you know, I've been in the, I've been in the law enforcement system here in Lee County for, for almost 34 years. And at the end of this term, it'll be 35 and some change. So, you know, I'll be, I'll be 56 and, um, I want to keep working, um, Billy. And I'm not, I don't know what that's going to be. I, I don't, I don't really don't know yet. I'm just, you know, I want to, I want a different adventure. Um, you know, there's a lot of things, there's a big world out there. Um, you know, but I, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, Maybe somebody will listen to this and offer me a position. <laughs> so but when I, you what when you started though, you, you said you started you know thirty thirty some odd years ago. Um, how did you start? Like, what was? Uh, do you remember your your first role within I the did, the department? I, I, I'll tell you. I'll give you the run now. Um, I started my career in law enforcement. I went through basic law enforcement training in nineteen eighty six and. <clears throat> I, my first law enforcement job was working part-time for the Broadway Police Department. And, uh, you know, I'll never, I'll never forget that, uh, um, that position at all. Hang on just a second. Here's a, here's a picture of me when I was work, work for Broadway. You see that? Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> wow. I was very proud to wear that uniform, but I worked part-time there for about six months. And then I was offered a full-time position in the jail uh, with the Lee County Sheriff's Office under Billy Bryant. And I, um, I, you still there? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And um, I was a jail officer for about a year and a half. And as I was finishing my degree at Campbell, and then I went out on patrol for a couple of years as a patrol deputy. And then the DARE officer slot came open, and I was a DARE officer for about three and a half years. I stayed at the Sheriff's Office for about seven and a half years. And then the Lee County schools decided to start an SRO program, but they went through the state and actually formed a police department, of, you know, campus police agency. And so I was the first SRO full-time hired by the school system. And, and of course I was, you know, named the chief of that agency and, and it expanded when I, when I left, I stayed with the schools for 13 years. And when I left, it was, I had six officers working, under me, um, you know, as SROs. And then I won the sheriff's race in 06, and then I've been here since then. So that's the rundown of my of my uh, law enforcement career. You probably don't remember this, and I, don't, I, I may have told you about it over the years, but it was sometime between 1996 and 1998 when I was a student at Lee County High School. You approached me one day and told me that my chain wallet was uh, not acceptable for, <laughs> for, for campus. And I said, oh, well, I'm not going to do anything with it. And you said, well, I'm not going to take it away from you, but don't bring it back tomorrow. And so that was, that was our first interaction. 
was I, I was nice to you though. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess you could tell I wasn't too much trouble. I think the real question, Gordon, is uh, why did your wallet need a chain? <laughs> Man, I was a punk rocker. Statement. Well, you mentioned rock and uh, back, uh, Sheriff Carter. When we used to have you on our uh, on our radio program back in the day, um, we always led you in with with some Van Halen. What was it, Panama, Gordon? Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, Gordon, you mentioned you wanted to you bring this up. Um, you know, we're, it's the first time we've spoken to the sheriff since uh, the passing of Eddie Van Halen. I'm I'm curious of his thoughts of that. Oh, it was a it was a sad day for for music. Um, you know, I, that that's the music that we grew up we we grew up with. You know, when I was in high school, it was Van Halen, uh, Boston, the Eagles, uh, Fleetwood Mac, um, Thirty Eight Special. I mean, all those those groups. And that was the music that we listened to. And you know, I, I've always uh, enjoyed Van Halen because it's uh, it's it's fun music. You know, it's it's music that makes feel good and, and uh, but I, I like all kinds of music I like gospel I like uh, I like the old school gospel music um the contemporary stuff is okay um I love country music um you know I, I don't I I think some of the new country is is more like pop music but, mm. but I'm when it comes to you know I'm, I'm I guess I'm a purist when it comes to music but but um but yeah I mean you know music is a big part of my life I love you know, I, I really love music. I've, I've learned to pick the guitar a little bit, um, but I'm kind of like a, I'm kind of like a golfer that when it comes to the guitar, I'm kind of like a golfer that really loves the game, but he's terrible at it. <laughs> but, hey, a lot of, a lot of people in, in their retirement uh, take up golf. Maybe you can focus more on the guitar now. Yeah, I, 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 I plan on doing that. I, I've, uh, my brother, um, he picked some and he got me involved in, with that. And, and I, actually I, I, I learned to play uh, with my, with my youngest son, he took lessons and, and his music teacher wanted me to learn a little bit along with him so I could help him. And, and uh, so I, you know, I, I just play basic stuff, DC and G, if you commit Gordon, you're probably familiar with chords. Oh yeah. You know, you, you oh, can yeah. play a lot of music with DC and G. Oh yeah. So, That's well, you know, I mentioned uh, punk rock earlier, and that's, I started out listening to stuff like Van Halen and Metallica and trying to play that as a kid. That's tough. And then I discovered punk rock, and I was like, oh, I can do this, you know? <laughs> and, and, you know, you hear songs on the, on the radio sometimes, and you think it's hard to play, but then when you, you know, you start researching it, it's, you know, some, some songs that sound hard are really not that hard to play, like the song of, uh, Ain't talking about love with Van Halen. That's really not that hard to play. You know, no, that's hard, that's one of the few Van Halen things I I'm I'm capable of playing. <laughs> what, what about eruption? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, easy, easy. Uh, I, I might try to tackle that in my next life. <laughs> you talking about highlights though? In my in my tenure share, absolutely. Time that I beat Billy really bad in my in the dancing contest we had. Oh was, yeah. <laughs> you know that that we had a lot of fun with that. Uh, it was a popularity contest, <laughs> and I wasn't, and I wasn't, and still I'm not very popular. So, <laughs> oh, man. You, you actually, did, we all, I think we all did do that. Oh uh, yeah, it was that was a lot of fun, and I still get people that come up to me. Yeah, this is we're going on 10, 12 years later. Who uh, 
who point to me and say, Hey, you did the Michael Jackson thing. And I said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've done other things, but yeah, that was, <laughs> that was it. We, we raised about what, about $60,000 that night. Yeah, that was the first one, and they did it for a few more years after that, but that was the first one, and that was around the time that uh, Dancing with the Stars nationally had just gotten really popular. Amazingly, it's still going now, but um, but yeah, a lot of cities were doing it, and we were no exception, and yeah, it raised a lot of money that year. It was a lot of fun, a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, surprisingly amount of work there. Do you... Um plan to stay involved in in public life in any way i mean not necessarily in politics but whether it's volunteering anything else or do you think that you'll be kind of off the radar and enjoying some anonymity for the first time in a while um off the radar but i still i still want to um do some volunteer work um but you know i i, I just want to you know, I, I want to be, you know, I've been a public official for 30, over 30 years. And, you know, I want to be kind of normal, you know, if right. that's possible. You know? And, and you know, you're talking about uh, one of the things about being sheriff is, you know, I see people sometimes like in a store or something and I might have blue jeans and a t-shirt on. And they say, oh, you're off today. And I, I you know, I, I use, sometimes I say I'm never off, you know, because you're right. not sheriff and you're responsible you're all, you always have to be you know available to the people and i'm not complaining about that that's but that's that's part of the you know that it, it's really a lifestyle because you're 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 sheriff 24 you know 24 7 and and even when you're off like if, if i'm if i go to the beach for a week you know i carry my computer my of course my phone and, and i do work every day because if i don't then it's gonna all pile up on me but i remember when I was when I was a young sheriff, it was my first term. Um, you you remember B.J. Barnes, who was a sheriff in Guilford County? You I remember him? the name. He was a he, well, he still is. He's a he's a mayor now in somewhere in Guilford County, but he was there for a long time. He, he stood like six foot eight. He was just you know, you know everybody was respected B.J. a lot. Still do, <clears throat> but I had the opportunity to to see him. And uh, and have some one-on-one -on -one time with him, and I and I I thought to myself, I've got to get as much out of this guy as I can. So I asked him, I said, what, as a young sheriff, what 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 would be your advice to, to a young sheriff to me? And he said, be assessed people. He said, make sure your 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 phone numbers out there that people can call you. Um, they can get up with. You. And so I've you know I've tried to I've tried to live by that and and to be you know be available to people. You know, people can get my cell number. And I know some people probably think, you know, I tried calling down there and you never called me back. But, but you know, I've, I've really tried to to, um, to be good about that, about calling people. And, and um, you know. Well, um, we're, we're running low on time, so I guess we're going to wrap this up. But, you know, before we uh, finish up, is there any last thing that you'd want to say to the people who are listening to this? Yeah, I, I'd just like to say that it's been an honor serving as sheriff of Lee County. And I appreciate I don't take any of the support um, that I have had and still have for granted. Um, you know, and I, and I understand you can't always make people happy. And there's some people that I'm sure are going to be happy that I'm not that I'm not running again. And that's OK, too. You know, people have a right to, you know, you're, you're going to have 
in politics, you're going to have people that's not going to like you and it's, you know going to come against you for whatever reason. That's part of the that's part of the deal. But I've just I thoroughly enjoyed being sheriff. It's been a high honor and um, serving the people of this county, and I just appreciate them allowing me to do it. So what else is going on this week, Billy? <laughs> uh, cold, wet, and rainy. Uh, yeah, that's nasty. We, we moved. We moved, and we're house hunting now, but where we moved does not have a backyard, and so I have to actually physically walk the dogs every morning, mm-hmm. every afternoon, and every night, and um, when you wake up on a morning like today, and it's 30 degrees and raining kind of sideways, it's just a miserable existence, and uh, I didn't like it. I'll yeah. be honest with you. I didn't like it at all. I bet the dogs didn't like it either, though. If that's any no, they, they seemed unfazed by all of it. They wanted to stay outside for 20 minutes and smell everything as rain hit them in the face sideways. They didn't care. Um, we didn't write about it, but uh, the Sanford Herald has a new editor as of this week. Yeah, uh, Mark Rogers. Uh, you know, it, uh, we'd be lying if we didn't say we we had a vested interest in in the future of the paper because, you know, uh, we used to work there, and I guess you know this is a a two paper town, so of course we want to know what's going on with the other paper. But um, uh, I, I read about him, and I'm I'm excited for I'm excited for him. I'm excited for the Herald uh, not to. Not to speak ill of past editors, but um, there have been fine ones. There have been some not so fine ones, and I think uh, um, I think based on um, this guy's uh, resume and his experience, um, I think he brings something to the to the Herald that it's been lacking, I guess, in in recent years, and that's. Uh, um, you know, someone who's led community newspapers before, and it's a, it's a lot different than leading uh, papers in larger communities. There, there's a there's a lot more to it than than just being a newspaper guy, and he seems to have that experience. So, um, I'm you know, there's some people out there that might think uh, that we want to see the Herald fail for whatever reason, but you know, absolutely not. We want to see them do well. We want to see good journalism come from uh, the Sanford Herald, and uh, I'm hopeful that uh, that uh, things will get better for them. Yeah, I uh, I reached out and sent a, sent him a note saying welcome to town, and looking forward to seeing what you're uh, able to do with the with the paper, and got a nice note back in response. Um, Dear Gordon, leave me alone. I've, yeah. <laughs> I've heard about you. Yeah. <laughs> lol (laughs) yeah Uh, well one thing i i did mention is that there have been times in the past when maybe our approach to the herald was and then their approach to us was a little more adversarial um but i I don't think that does anybody any good and there's, there's no reason for it so i wanted to i wanted to say welcome to town because so that, of, the, because of that history, people who come into the Herald are probably warned about us. Yeah, and, and there's good reason. People. There's good reason. I mean, look, we've uh, we have called them out when 
when they've written editorials that we found to be, you know, uh, wrong. I mean, you know, or we've called them out for failure to cover large scale events. Um, we have not been, uh, I, we haven't always been kind to, <laughs> to the Herald since we left, but I would also say we've been fair. However, um, we've, um, I, I don't think our, our public scrutiny of the Herald has, has been just, you know, for, for fun and games. It's been because we want to see uh, good things come out of this newspaper and a newspaper has a lot of, uh, has a lot of sway even today, you know, even if uh, circulation's down, even if not as many people are reading the paper, um, you come out with a strong stance on an editorial and, and people pay attention or, you break big news and uh, you're going to get eyes. So um, I, I'd say we've been adversaries off and on, but I, I think it's been fair too. We haven't, we're not just doing it just to, you know, just for fun. <laughs> but, well, the point isn't to be adversarial. The point is to, like you said, uh, to be fair. And I mean, I would, I would be fine with the same approach from the Herald yeah. to us. Well, I think I think we should challenge them. I think they should challenge us. You know, yeah. I would have I would have loved to have seen the Herald acknowledge us and say, <laughs> you know, uh, um, mention us in an editorial that uh, that they disagreed with. You know, there needs to be that that conversation that uh, that back and forth. You're allowed to have two different mindsets in a community. It's fine, but when you criticize that other mindset. Um, you shouldn't, it shouldn't be brushed off as, uh, they're just doing it because, you know, they used to work here or they're just doing it because this and that, or they believe different things than us. Uh, I think there should be a, a, a conversation, a dialogue between two papers and you don't see a lot of, I mean, I guess there's a lot of alt papers, but you know, large cities used to be mostly two newspaper towns and they're not really that anymore. But back in the day when uh, a city like new Orleans had two different newspapers or Dallas or um, uh, I don't know if Charlotte had two, but there would be a, um, there would be a dialogue between the two. They would call each other out on things. There would, uh, but they would also, uh, you know, um, coexist and they would, um, uh, I don't know if they necessarily <laughs> teamed up for things. I don't know if that's a good business model, but uh, um, but they coexisted, and and uh, I would like for us to coexist. They're a daily newspaper. We're not, right? And uh, um, they do this full time. We don't. I've been told several times over the years, Billy, that um, my motivation for the rant was because I was fired from the Sanford Herald. Um, but I always tell people that that doesn't make sense because if that were the case, you, you wouldn't be my partner. Um, because the guy who fires you, yeah, you, uh, the guy who fired me. And you know what, Billy, that, um, I don't remember the exact date, but it was late February, 2010. So we are almost at the 11 year anniversary of you, uh, cutting off my lunch. We should have celebrated the 10 year anniversary somehow, yeah, like a, a reenactment. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's gotta, that's gotta happen. A reenact, we can make it like a, <laughs> a civil war reenactment. Yes. Yes. Ken, Ken Burns. 
Ken Burns documentary voice. <laughs> you you write uh, you write to your wife, dear Jordan, <laughs> <laughs> and oh. then the the birds <laughs> the birds sang to me today, and it was not to be as my time with the Herald came to an abrupt end. We'd we'd have to work in my favorite line from any Ken Burns documentary, which was the one about the the West and. There was a guy saying something about I had a Cracker Jack partner back in 1876, but he was killed by lightning. <laughs> <laughs> we can have the uh, I forget the guy's name, but the the white haired guy that was in the Ken, the Ken Burns uh, Civil War documentary. He was a big time Civil War historian. Shelby uh, Foote. Shelby Foote. Good Lord. You remember that? He's, yeah, um, he's pretty controversial in that. Oh yeah, but we got We have to have that figure though, and yeah. and they can kind of. Uh, Shelby Foote always talked like he was there. Like right. he would give details that you actually had to be in the room for. Like, you know, Abraham Lincoln used to bite his nails and whistle through his teeth when he talked, and it's like you don't know that. <laughs> and we got someone like that. that was like uh, Gordon. Had a ham and cheese sandwich, and uh, <laughs> it was half eaten. When I don't know why I went to a British accent there, but yeah. you get the point. I, I, yeah, I have to script this out before I do my comedy bit here. We'll make it happen. Yeah. What else is up right. this week? Big news out of the uh, school district that, as you predicted, Billy, in your uh, column this month, um, no consequences. For, well, uh, no finding of any wrongdoing on the part of school board member Sherry Lynn Womack in her well, D.C. the day of the uh, insurrection. I agree with Sherry on one point in that it was a waste of time. Um, we know we knew she was there. You know, had she actually stormed the Capitol, then, yes, of course, you know, right. she doesn't belong. Um, and, but if it comes down to just identifying herself in a USA Today article, which is a mistake, um, but also, there's no way she could have known what was going to happen two hours later. You know, the fact that that story got tied into a capital siege is unfortunate for for Sherry Lynn Womack. But back when you know she said she was at this Trump rally and and she identified herself and where she was from and what she did, um, I'm sure if she knew two hours later that everybody involved in that whole day would be you know, you know, their feet put to the fire after that, she would not, she would have changed her mind. And so, um, you know, the, the decision to, to investigate her was, was one of, uh, I think placating to a very angry group of people. Um, but it, it was never going to lead to anything. I will say this. I, I also agreed that it was her first amendment, right. To go to a, protest or rally whatever and it was her first amendment right to speak to a reporter um in the same meeting one of the first things that she asked was that public comments submitted by anybody under the age of 18 be uh, be removed from the record so <laughs> i just i hope that people pay attention to words versus actions because yes she has a first amendment right so to do those yeah, minors who submitted public comments. Oh yeah, the the ninety minutes of comments um, that was everybody's right, and you know what? 
uh, I felt sorry for Superintendent Andy Bryan, who had to sit there and read all that. But guess what? <laughs> um, they they got their voices heard. And uh, as I tried to say in my column, and I don't always write what I – the words don't always come out correctly. But I guess what I was trying to say was um, if you don't like Sherry Lynn Womack, then vote against her. And I know a lot of people – she rubs a lot of people the wrong way, and uh, um, but yet she's still out of eight candidates for the school board this year. She had the most votes, and you know that that means uh, she is she is liked in this county. And uh, we uh, we mentioned in uh, this last meeting that a lot of the people in support of her were from out of county. But uh, that shouldn't take away from the fact that a lot of people were in county as well. And she does have a lot of supporters here. Um, we know who she is. And it's the old Dennis Green, coach of the Arizona Cardinals, uh, quote, is we knew we knew who they were. Or we, we know who she is. And um, we shouldn't have been surprised that she was in D.C. supporting a president who was you know, spouting dishonesty about a rigged election. <laughs> so, right. Uh, the same election that she, you know, that she did well in, which because she did well in, apparently there was absolutely no controversy. But uh, again, there, there's it's funny how that works. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, you know, whether it's the First Amendment thing, whether it's this election was rigged, but mine wasn't or whether it's going back to the we shouldn't put a school in a crime area when when I have a criminal record. <laughs> so, I mean, he doesn't have a criminal record. No, you know, I, 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 I misspoke. You on okay. Um, put a school in a crime area when I have a prior offense. So prior alleged offense. Yeah. I don't want to say it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the whole damn thing. <laughs> prior, alleged, a prior alleged offense that was, uh, that was dismissed and apparently uh as we understand it um what's the word uh, expunged yeah i'm just saying there's a lot of uh there's a lot of there's a lot of having it both ways having it both ways that's a good way to put it yeah mm-hmm.